Not only can you come into his presence, but that presence comes from a person who wants to know you, who wants to transform you from the inside out, who knits you in your mother's womb. Go figure he would be the one to pull you out of the dark. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host. As always, glad to be back with you on another episode and even more excited because of the series that we're in, something that um, I've been advocating for a very long time and it's something that is needed nowadays in the world that we live in and that's an entire eight, nine week series on mental health and uh, how God wants to completely renew our minds. We talked about that last week. So I'm very happy that you're here. If, uh, if if you're here, this is the first time you've ever listened to Elevate Retake, welcome. You are a part of the family, no application necessary. Welcome in. We hope that maybe this, this conversation can impact you in some way, shape, or form, and you can share it with a family member or a friend. I would also highly encourage you to go back and listen to past episodes and past messages of Pastor Michael as we dive through this journey of mental health. I do have a guest in studio, very special friend of mine, leader in our church. She's a church member of, uh, f- f- from our church, from the Hispanic church in Alvarado, as I've struggled to get the words out. Uh, but I'm excited that she's here. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and uh, we'll give her the question that we give all of our guests that she has no idea about. So go for it. Hello, um, my name is Janet Diaz, and... Like Kelvin said, I I am a member of the Alvarado Spanish Church, and um, there we like working with the youth. But I'm also I currently work at the Texas Conference for the Communication Department and the Print Shop Department, yep. and it's been an exciting journey. And yeah. thank you for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. We actually started a lot of the stuff that we do in our youth room, kind of modeled stuff that's going on here, right? Yes. So. Elevate has really helped, sure. um, and Pastor Michael's really helped expand our our, our, our knowledge and kind of things to do. Mm-hmm. We've been doing that what seven months, six months, six or seven months. Yes, July mm-hmm. right is when we started. Yes, a little forced, but uh, a little month early. <laughs> yes. but, uh, but but it's okay. Uh, yeah, we we both do the Sabbath school for the young people at our church. Mm-hmm. All right, Janet. Well, too late. Here's the question. Oh God. <laughs> We ask all of our guests a simple question. Uh-huh. And the question is, what makes you who you are? Oh, <laughs> that's why you didn't want to tell me. Okay. Um, what makes me who I am? I guess my journey with Christ. Hmm. That makes me who I am because um, every time I I know him, every time I speak about him, it it likes my life completely changes. My journey have has been ups and downs sure. all over. <laughs> sure. So, um, but just just I think my journey with Christ is who identifies myself because I imagine what would Janet be without without God, without Christ, and I don't see a Janet. Mm. I don't see how would myself be yeah, you yeah, know yeah. i don't see my life without it and and sometimes i think of myself without the church or or in in hard moments leaving the church is like unthinkable mm. because i wouldn't find myself in another place ever you so you you clearly identify yourself as a child of god yes yeah i do <laughs> there's no janet without it and there's no 
it can happen. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I uh, I think for me this this past week, um, being at home, and I kind of mentioned this last week in my answer, kind of seeing nature. You know, my dad, we were driving in the snow a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. he said he said something interesting. He said, "Does it isn't it interesting that the color white makes everything look bigger?" Yeah. And we see the world, but all of a sudden when it's covered in snow, mm-hmm. everything just looks massive, right? Yeah. And so we started talking and it just got us to thinking, man, what what an amazing God we serve that he gives us these little things where it's like, man, just look at my nature. And and, and so lately I've been identifying, when I, if I have to answer the question myself, as I do every week, lately it's been identifying myself in nature. And mm-hmm. I went out with some friends this, this past weekend and we were out in nature. So to answer the question, that's how I would identify and kind of what makes me who I am currently. Love being outside and I can see God in everything that he does. Did I you... like being outside, but not when it's cold. <laughs> so so you didn't survive? I'm guessing you survived no. the winter storm a little bit? No? A little bit. Little... I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't enjoy it. Okay. Nope. Well, it wasn't as bad as last year's. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was, that was a whole week of a mess. It was. If you're listening and you're not in Texas, you probably heard we were on the news a lot. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Janet, we have been in the middle of a series on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we want to do in our church as well. Matter of yes. fact, we've talked about this. Oh yeah. Um, and this week we really jumped into anxiety and depression. Pastor Michael did mm-hmm. in his message the importance of realizing that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yes. kind of one of the first steps. But uh, a question that I've asked all of our guests that have come through this series, because I think this is very important for everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think this maybe hasn't been talked about in our church the way it should be? Why Why is it maybe that we've waited till now to do this? Mm-hmm. I think our church, um, like everything in this world has a culture and a society and we've been raised at least i have i don't know about your experience but at least i have we've been raised in a culture of adventism or christianity where um we have to be okay you know because Mm -hmm. if not we don't have faith because if not um where is our faith in jesus where is our belief and um and so when it's really nice when we go in sabbath and we look all nice and we look all smiley and perfect but the reality is that when we go to church we are hurt we are scarred we we are struggling there's moments that that we don't know what to do and 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 yet we have to say i'm doing fine how are you brother happy sabbath yeah I'm doing wonderful. Oh, no, I'm doing great. You know, and the reality is because I've lived it and I've seen it among my church. It's like, why didn't you tell me you were going through this? I could have prayed for you. Oh, it's I just don't want to share it. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't want to say anything. Oh, no. You know, it's over now. But I was struggling a lot. But sometimes we can't help each other because we don't know about the problems we we struggle with. And I I believe it's. It's, it's a culture because we've been raised this way of of going to church and saying, okay, I'm okay. And nobody else needs to know about that I'm not doing fine. Mm-hmm. Do you think our society has to do with it some? Like I the think country, it does. Like, like, 
guys, you have to be strong. Like you can't show emotion, you know, and or what you just that's just kind of an example. Do you think society kind of plays a part in that? I think it does. I think it it does. Um, I mean, I can't speak for the boys, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but um, I I do feel there there is a you know a stigma or a stereotype where weak means bad, you know, and then the reality is that that if we show emotion, if we show that we're not doing good, it doesn't make us less yeah. stronger or or weaker. It doesn't it doesn't tell you. I don't, I, my faith is 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 broken or I don't have faith that does not show you I mean it actually show shows you is that I need help mm-hmm. and I I trust I have a family and I trust I have a God that could help me because doesn't the Bible say something like that that Jesus said I came for those that are weeping that yeah. are hurt that are broken that are heavy laden something like that Matthew 20 exactly. yeah 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 Exactly. So, um, and the reality is that God wants us to come like this. Yeah. So why not show ourselves like this? Mm. So he he wants us, even though we may be struggling with anxiety and depression. Yeah. He he doesn't want us to fix that and then come to him. No. We have to come to him with that. Exactly. Right? Um, Pastor Michael had some interesting stats that may, maybe you guys listened to it in the message, but he said uh, anxiety and depression are the most common mental health issues yes. um, in the country. Mm-hmm. And in cities, one in three people suffers from anxiety. And when I listened to that, it it really opened up my eyes because how many members do we have at our church maybe on a Sabbath? 120? Yeah. If, maybe? In a, in a good day. <laughs> yeah, on a good Sabbath, like <laughs> a jam-packed Sabbath, Sabbath. Yes. Like 120. <laughs> Divide that by three. There's 40 people in our church. Mm-hmm. 40 people that are either struggling with anxiety or depression. Yes. And nine out of those 10, we don't even know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right. We've been kind of trained to just, well, you know, if you're depressed, you got to figure that out on your own. Don't don't bring that to church. Or Mm-mm. don't tell your pastor. Or don't tell your elder. Or don't tell another brother or sister. Y- you know, you need to figure that out because we don't want to ruin the mood here. Exactly. It could be a Hispanic thing also, but <laughs> we're not going to bash on our Hispanic brothers and sisters. Anyway, um, <laughs> but that's interesting that when, when you hear that statistic, what, I mean, what kind of comes to mind? I mean, now do I feel like we have to treat our church a little different. It's like almost half the church exactly. is dealing with something that we didn't, we didn't even know they were dealing with. And um, just because I'm a Texas conference representative, I do have to touch this. There's a, a conference in Oklahoma that has a psychologist for the conference, especially for pastors. You know, and many times we forget about our pastors. And yeah. we have a really large percentage where our pastors go through anxiety and depression as well, you yeah. know, because they carry a very big role. And and sometimes we forget about that aspect. You know, they need of God as much as we do, mm-hmm. or even more. Or even more. <laughs> exactly. So um, that is something that 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 statistic includes our pastors mm-hmm. as well and and their families. Yeah, because they're the shepherd of the flock. Yes. So imagine us. You know, I have to worry about you as my sister in church. He's got to worry about the whole congregation, right? Yes. And so listening listening to that was um, was interesting. He also said Americans reported being less happy. Mm-hmm. In 2018, than it did in 2008, so 10 mm-hmm. year difference there. Yeah, um, and it was similar across a lot of countries. 
I don't think the pandemic helped. Um, I think the devil knew exactly what he was doing mm -hmm. by bringing that because it really sunk us because now we're stuck at home. Right. Yes. Okay. Go COVID anywhere. didn't help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so for anybody that felt, well, let, let, let's talk about this first. Um, we talked about this before we started recording. Mm -hmm. The devil's number one lie, I think to me, is you're alone. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're the only one dealing with this mm -hmm. and nobody cares and Jesus doesn't care about you. He's got too many people to worry about. You are all by yourself. You were actually talking about this to a friend. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of get out of that mentality? What was kind of worked for you and just kind of what do you think about that? Well, for me, I, um, what, what has really helped me is share my struggles you know, um, before. And like I said, uh, my Christian journey has been a roller coaster. <laughs> sure. But uh, before I was the type of person is I cannot show my weakness because I am a leader of uh, of the church. You know, like how are people going to look at me? How are gonna people think of me? They're gonna not going to look towards me because I don't have enough faith to go through something like that. But then I realized and you look at the Bible and you see how many of our strongest Bible heroes went through depression, oh, went yeah. through anxiety, went through horrible stages of their lives. And and but yet they they went to to God. They went to godly people that were able to be there for them. And it's like, if I don't share this with me, you know, it's gonna kill me. Mm. You know, I need to, I need to be real with people. And people know what you're faking, mm. you know. Um, we work with youth and you cannot not lie to them they know yeah. they know when when you're faking it and when i started sharing how i felt with with friends in my devotionals and my bible reading and i told them you know I'm, i went through this and i'm going through this and and that moment is where you know what i'm going through this too yeah. what <laughs> and it's like we think we're alone but the reality is we all go through this there's mm -hmm. nobody perfect you know even even an elder even a pastor they go through the same stuff we do they're not perfect so when we see the weakness and 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 the struggles that other people have that i have is that i'm not alone mm -hmm. you know i'm not alone in this and if they were able to go through this i can do it too one so. of the things that i love that pastor michael talks about a lot not only here when he's on the podcast but up on stage talks like you find a community mm-hmm doesn't matter what it is. Yes. If you guys all love bowling, go bowling together. <laughs> like find a like find yeah. a community to be mm -hmm. in. Um, because going back to what you said, it's going to be so much easier for you to get that stuff off of you yes. and be able to tell somebody that you trust and love mm -hmm. that you know can can help you. And it's okay to not understand mm -hmm. what's going on. And if you're the person listening to someone else, it's okay to not understand. Like I. I it's funny because we all hear someone's troubles and we say, man, I understand. When in reality, you really don't. We're just trained to like say those words. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's okay to not know because we have a God that does know. Mm -hmm. And there's many, many stories in the Bible, many just verses of characters, kind of what you talked about. Pastor Michael talked about David. If you go through the Psalms, my goodness. <laughs> That guy went through just everything yes. you can imagine. Uh -huh. And we think of David as, oh, man. A guy after God's own heart, perfect, killed Goliath and just like was one of the greatest, if not the greatest king Israel had. Yeah. 
But sometimes we stop and we don't read the rest of his story. Exactly. His entire life after he had his kids was a disaster. Yeah. And you can read it in the Psalms, right? Just how much he's crying out to God and how God is his refuge and strength. As Pastor Michael mentioned something interesting he said in the message, um, anxiety is is the worryment and the stress about the future. Mm-hmm. And depression is the 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 worryment about the past. And I started thinking about that and it and it started to make some sense. Yes. Because we're all we're not anxious for things that have happened. We're anxious about, oh my goodness, I have a test tomorrow. Or whatever's coming up. How how do we maybe there's no perfect answer to this. It's just a daily Christian walk, maybe answer, but mm-hmm. how do we stay in the present? That's a great question, by the way. Um I love this topic because I have a lot of people in my life that um, go through anxiety and depression. And God has given me a talent for some reason to to deal with these things. Um, and recently, uh, I don't want to put anyone out there, but um, recently my my cousin had a, a, an anxiety an anxiety attack. And, then she, and she lives in, in your hometown in Tennessee. Oh, nice. <laughs> she lives there. Awesome. Um, um, she's not doing that great, uh, but she called me because she didn't have anybody else to call. And she was going through this and, and, and she's like, I don't get it. Why is this happening to me? I don't understand God. I, I just don't get it. Janet, what do I do? I need a solution right now. And prayer is not working for me. That's what she told me. And I was like, there's a song in Spanish that is called One Day at a Time. Un día a la vez. Yeah. And I told her, you have all these problems that overwhelm you so much. Forget about everything and take one challenge at a time. You know, focus in the main thing and do it the best you can. Even if it doesn't work out, just put your best at it. Because probably your best is not going to be my best. Yeah. Or the other people's best. But take one thing at a time and forget about all the other things that are surrounding you. And then once you that challenge, you have conquered it then focus on another thing. Sometimes we have so many problems and we want to solve them at the same time. And Mm. we can't do that because we're not God. (laughs) That's why he takes them. Uh, But focus on one thing and focus on your daily by day and make a goal for one day and say, okay, today I want to do this. I want to accomplish this, whatever it is, but just one thing for that day. And then as time passes, your goals were going to be more focused and more focused but don't look at every single thing and try to solve them at the same time. And if some, one thing doesn't work out, it's just one thing. It didn't yeah. work out and you'll be fine. I've done that and it has helped me so much because I I stress out a lot. <laughs> and um, And I get really, really busy with a lot of things. But I always say at my job, one thing at a time. And that's how you get things done faster. Then if you're like, let me do this and that and that, and then you don't get anything done. So that would be my advice. One thing at a time. Mm -hmm. One day at a time. We talked about the beginning where it's like, the first step is is okay. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Why is that so important? Um, 
when it comes to like our own health, you think? I think because you need to realize and accept. That's the first step. Because there are many people, you said in church, how many, about 40 people could be in, in church with depression or anxiety. Sure. But how many of those people don't know they are going through that? Mm. Because there's people that have anxiety and have depression, but don't know they they have it. My mom, she has had chronic depression for all her life. She found out she had chronic depression until she was 50. Until she was 50, somebody told her, diagnosed her with chronic chronic depression. But the reality is, first, we have to admit we have a problem. Yeah. You know, when we see a pattern, you know, when, when we, and maybe you're going to talk about this, I don't know, but anxiety has its symptoms. You know, it's not normal for you to hyperventilate. It's not normal for you to to um, breathe excessively, for yeah. your heart to pound at excessive rates, for your hands to sweat. It's not normal. So why is this happening to my body? Is mm. there something wrong? Okay, there is something wrong. Uh, I have a busy schedule. I am over worrying and accepting that there's a problem. First of all, and that's why I love being a Christian and an Adventist is because I have the privilege to talk to God, mm. to open my heart to him and tell him everything that is going on. Sometimes we don't want to share our struggles with people because we're afraid we can trust somebody. But believe me. Yeah, could, they'll judge us. Or they could tell somebody else. Yeah. You know, and we're like, I don't want this to get out. But with God, it's not going to get out. Yeah. You know, it's get. He is your confidant. He will not tell anybody. Mm. So you have firsthand, best psychologist ever is God. <laughs> you know, so the first step is saying, I have a problem. Uh -huh. And God, help me. What do I need to do? We we mentioned David. Um, poor guy going through probably every mental illness you could think of, especially yeah. especially towards the end of his, his life. Uh, mm -hmm. Even on his deathbed, he, he, you figured that that would be such a beautiful moment between him and Solomon, right? Solomon, you're going to be king, and uh, and and you're going to be fantastic, and God's going to bless you. Instead, David is dying, and he's telling his son, "Look, if you want to have a peaceful kingdom, you got to kill this guy, this guy, this guy. You got to get rid of this guy. This guy is going to cause you problems. Like that's such a like a stressful, anxiety life to live in. And yes. uh, Pastor Michael mentioned Psalm 42, and the thing that we just talked about, recognizing. It's okay to not be okay, mm -hmm. right? David says it. He says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? This is 42 verse 5, Psalm 42. Mm -hmm. And then he says, which is the, the title of our series is Hope Has a Name. And then he says, I will put my hope in God. And I will praise him again and again, my Savior and my God. Now that I am deeply discouraged. So David's already realized mm -hmm. I'm not okay. But I will remember you even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of Jordan. I hear the tumult of the seas raging as your waves and tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. You mentioned something interesting. Uh, people can tell when we're faking it. Mm -hmm. Or... All it takes is for someone to really look into your eyes to know, right? Yes. So 
something's not right. I tell my counselors all the time at summer camp. I tell them, look, these little kids, they know. Mm-hmm. Like if you just broke up with your girlfriend at summer camp, you think you can hide it? I'm sorry. Those seven-year-olds, they'll know that their counselor's not, that, that's a, that they're going through something, right? And so I always tell them, you better fake it till you make it. Like keep this as far away from the kids as possible. Where I'm getting to is, uh, do we sometimes have to train our brain to go back to when things were good? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I heard a pastor say, you know, sometimes when you get in these moods, try to go back. Remember the day you were baptized? Mm-hmm. Go back. Pastor Michael mentioned it. Go back to when like a Vespers really hit. Um, I think sometimes we have to train our brain to go back to those moments where we saw God yes. last. You, yes. You, you agree? I totally agree. There's actually a, a, a technique that psychologists used. If you go to therapy, uh, which I totally motivate you. Highly recommend. Highly recommend yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you go to therapy, the first thing your psychologist is going to tell you, go back to the happiest moment of your life before anything, before asking you anything of your problems or anything, go back to the happiest moment of your life. And I believe the same thing because you, um, if, if we remember Elijah, you know, which is the depression he went through, you know, like that's like, that's another one. Yeah. That's another one. And, um, but the reality is he, the moment he went into his depression and when he was threatened, um, by the queen before that he had really high moments of his life you know before yeah. that happened he started making all these miracles happen all these great things happen and then something like that came and it dropped him it usually satan works like that you accomplish the greatest things in your spiritual christian life and you feel like so pumped up <laughs> spiritually mm. But then Satan comes and ruins everything, yeah. right? It always happens like that. And how can we like fight that? How can we conquer that? Is remembering those great moments. Mm-hmm. You know, the remembering the moments where where God was there for you, where he was able to bring you out of that, where he made a miracle in your life. Because sometimes we forget. You know, you remember all those people that cross uh, the Red Sea. And then they're complaining during during the desert. And yeah. you're like, you just crossed the Red Sea. Yeah, you just walked through an ocean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you remember that? Have you forgotten about that? And the sad thing is that next generations, they're like, we didn't even know about mm-hmm. that story. You know, it's like, did, did you forget that amazing story? I mean, and sometimes we're like that. With God, you know, do you remember what God did for you? And now mm. you're complaining and now you're you're not, you know, trusting him. It's like, but when we remember and we're like, you know what? God, God has this. Yeah. I've been through worse. So come on. There's So there's an importance in, in remembering those moments where God was there, where you saw him. Because, wow, that's big. I never even thought about it that way. If, if everybody that had crossed the Red Sea had completely forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. No one would have ever known uh-huh. about that, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your your victories and the moments where you see God, they're not just for you. No, they're for you to then 
give to the next generation mm-hmm. and say, man, this is where I saw God. This is where you could see God. You're going to see him differently, but this is where he was big for me. And when I was low, wow, that's interesting. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Um, our weaknesses and our victories should both be remembered. Yes. Um, because that's where God comes through. And let's remember that it's sometimes, and maybe I'm going off topic here, but sometimes it's not about us. It's about God. Sometimes we think it's all about us. You know, I'm going through this trial, through this, you know, heartache, and we just think I'm hurting, I'm broken. But we forget that sometimes God is using us to praise his name. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's about me. So if you're going through trouble and pain and struggle, just remember that maybe God is using you to empower somebody else in the future. Yeah. And it's not always about us. There is there is a reason why you may have those anxiety or depression feelings. Exactly. Uh, last week we had Danae on here. She's the manager at 88.3 mm-hmm. The Journey. And she was talking about her issues with um, with some anxiety and some thoughts that she was having and she yes. was struggling. Mm-hmm. And she kept asking God, why are you doing this? Or not why are you doing this, but why, why, like, why am I feeling this mm-hmm. way? And when she finally got through it and realized why God had to take her through that, mm-hmm. she says that a couple of days later, a student came to her with the same issue that she had. And now she was able to tell that student yeah. her story. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling this way, specifically with today's thing of anxiety and depression, which I think to a certain extent we all are yes. dealing with that. Um, just know that you're not alone and there's a reason why it's happening. Yes. Because you could be the light to somebody else that you may meet in a month or two or or next week uh, that can relate to what you're going through and you never know the impact that you could have on that person. Yes, yes, for sure. And an advice I have, you know, if you're going through this, if you're if you're like, well, Kelvin, I'm going to through an anxiety attack. I need solutions now. What do I do? You know, like, what do I do now? Um, There's so many things that you could do currently. But one of the things that I always say, and we talked about this, find a support group, find a good friend, a good, good friend that is there for you, because um When my mom dealt with anxiety attacks that she had very common, one of the things the doctor told me, make sure she's not alone. Make sure she's with someone always and make sure every time she gets hyperventilation or an anxiety attack, talk to her with positive thoughts. Tell her it's going to be okay. No, you're all right. I'm here with you. Positive talk will bring her out of that anxiety attack. So make sure you have a positive person around you. Yeah, It's very important to have those good friends, those godly friends, that good family support group that is there for you because that will make a whole difference in, in, in the, that anxiety that you're carrying. Anxiety could go as, as soft or as strong as taking you to the hospital. But if you have somebody there for you, giving you that support, God created 
us as social beings. We need to be around people. Yeah. That's why COVID hit so hard. That's right. <laughs> you know, be, being isolated is not is not meant for us. But um, always count with those people around you. And if you don't have anybody around you, look, look, look for a church, look for a group, look for a worship team. Uh, like like you said, friends that community, a community. Yeah. You know, um, and that will totally help you. It's it's not good for for us to be alone, especially when you're dealing with bad thoughts and and those type of problems. David recognizes it himself in Psalm 42, 4. He says, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be because I walked among the crowds of worshipers and I led a great procession to the house of God. I was singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. So why am I discouraged? He knew how important it was to remember Okay, if I'm going through something, where was the last time I saw God? Mm -hmm. The last place that I saw him, that's where I got to be. Yes. Because if I veered off and I now have these, you know, if I've allowed the devil to put these depression and anxiety thoughts in my brain, he's taken me off of wherever I saw God, right? And that's how I heard a pastor one time describe the life of David. It's like he always, even, even in the mess of his life at the end, he always was at the last place that he saw God, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that he did, he, he always tried to find. And when you read the Psalms, and it's a huge book. He wrote most of them. But take your time going through them if you ever just want a, a Psalm a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You can see what he was going through, but you can also see how much he understood. My rock must be, like must be God, you know? And he always found himself remembering the things that God had done for him. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he was going to get through whatever he was going through now. Right? And you wonder why is the, the Psalms the largest book in the Bible? Yeah. Because God knew we were going to go through this mm-hmm. and he knew we were going to th- need that hope. And, and and he knows what you're going through. So, yeah, the Psalms are are amazing. They're just open a psalm today. Yeah, open us on today. Yes. Put that on a t-shirt. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you, who whoever's listening. I, I always say at the end of these episodes, especially with this series, nowadays, the social media world we live in, however you're listening to this podcast, you don't know the blessing that you could be to someone by just clicking that share button. Maybe they just need to see it pop up on Facebook, or maybe they just need mm-hmm. to see it pop up on Instagram story or whatever it is. Share this episode with family members, friends, whoever you may think is dealing with something it could be just yourself it's us also we're dealing with this all the time so i want to end with some words that were said in the message it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay there seek the person of god god is big enough to handle our biggest problems and this from the bible commentary says the peace of the christian depends not upon peaceful conditions in the world but upon the indwelling of the Spirit of God in their heart. My name is Kelvin. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Retake, and we'll see you next time. And remember, there's always room for one more.